Hey, hon, it's Alexis Sierra, host and founder of My Boss Circle, real women having real boss conversations every Wednesday on your favorite podcast platform. Make sure that you hit follow so that you can get alerts about upcoming episodes and also join our Facebook group, My Boss Circle Community, after every episode airs on Wednesday nights, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, we will have a Q&A with myself and whatever boss friend is on our episode for the week. So make sure you get signed up, like our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. If you don't have a Facebook, you can also tune into the Q&A via our YouTube channel as well. I am so excited that you tuned in because we have a great episode in front of us right now. You know why? Because it's episode one. (laughs) And on episode one, I am going to be sharing my personal journey to becoming a boss. My boss circle was inspired by my mentees and also a lot of women who reached out to me who really wanted me to mentor them. But unfortunately, I just did not have the capacity to do that along with all the many hats that I wear. So I thought to myself, why don't I just create a a larger platform so that I could reach all of the women who really wanted to get in sight and even those who didn't even know that they wanted to get mentored by me um, so that I could really be able to share my knowledge and everything that I've learned, all good and bad things that have helped me to build and grow a quality and scalable business. I want to give that back to you, ladies. So let's get into it, honey buns. I have been in the sales industry for the last 14 years. A bulk of my success has been the last 10 years that I spent in the insurance industry. If you would have asked me, my family, or even my classmates, what is Alexis going to be when she grows up? I can guarantee you that no one saw this coming. I was actually voted most likely to be famous in high school. It was definitely not (laughs) becoming an entrepreneur and building a wildly successful insurance and financial services firm in Atlanta. (laughs) But apparently this is what was in the cards for me because it all came so natural and easy to me. I fell in love with insurance and before you knew it, I was building an empire. So let's go back to the beginning. In 2008, I was really trying to find my place in the world and I had just left my two sales jobs where I really discovered that I was great at sales. It was a popular lingerie line and a shoe store where I had become assistant manager within my first 30 days of working there. So that is where I really figured out, okay, if you can get promoted within your first 30 days to assistant manager, Sales just might be your thing, girl. This is what I'm telling myself. This just might be your thing. (laughs) And I decided, no, I don't think I want to do that. I think that I want to get paid to travel the world. So in 2008, I put on my beauty pageant confidence and I applied to every airline that was hiring and that was allowing people to be headquartered out of the Atlanta area or out of Alabama. And before you knew it, I had had actually snagged a job 
with a Delta Connect airline. And then all of a sudden, my first day comes, I'm supposed to report to work, and the economy crashes, and I get laid off before I even get to start. So imagine how crushed I was. I was really still trying to find myself, and I thought that I had found the answer, only to find out that this little thing called the recession was really here to take me out. (laughs) This is when you say, welcome to the real world, Alexis. Welcome to the real world. (laughs) So I say, you know what? I still have to find my place. I have to figure out what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. Little did I know I would indeed find my place in the world within the next nine months when I gave birth to my sweet baby boy. I remember the negative comments that single moms and some other women said to me when I was pregnant. They said, Alexis, your life is going to be over when you have your child. Your dreams, your goals, your aspirations, none of that stuff matters. It is all about your child once they get here on this earth. But little did they know, I wouldn't actually start living until I had my son. When I had my son, I discovered who I was, and then I also rediscovered whose I was. That is when I truly, truly found myself. So after giving birth to my son, I was affected again by a layoff. Here I am with this brand new baby in the unemployment line. And I'm thinking to myself, something has got to change. I went to this Christian bookstore and I purchased this book that was on a $5 book table and it immediately lit a pure fire in me. The book was John C. Maxwell, Thinking for a Change. It made me change how I thought about life, how I saw the world, how I even dreamed. I mean, everything that I had lost came back to me after reading that book. All of a sudden, I was a big picture thinker again. I was a dreamer again, but I was also realistic. So my perception of the world really, really changed. And after being unemployed for about a year and a half in Georgia, I decided I'm just going to move back to Alabama. Within one week, I got a job as a manager of a clothing store. One week it took me to get a job in Alabama. And I had been in Georgia for a year and a half and could not lock down a job. I'll never forget the negative moments that really pushed me to want more, even when I was managing that retail store. I had got promoted once again within 30 days from assistant manager to store manager. And I just remember one of my classmates walking in the store saying to me, I assume that you would be on TV or something. Like, why are you, what are you doing here? Why are you working in retail? I just remember how it made me feel. And because I had already started to change my mindset instead of it making me sad, it fueled me and it made me want more. So next thing you know, I get this opportunity to do what I think at the time is my dream role to have. I end up getting a job at a very popular cell phone store. 
And this is where my life really started to take off. I learned so much stuff about sales and marketing, all these things that I didn't know that I was going to be able to take with me later. I remember the insurance agent that worked next door came over to the store and she said to me, Alexis, you have sold a cell phone to every person that works for me and all of my clients. Plus, every time I come in this store, there is always a long line of people waiting for you. And a lot of them aren't even coming to buy anything. They're just coming to talk to you about their problems and they're referring a lot of business to you. And I said to myself, yeah, well, you know, I've done a lot of work. I put together this whole marketing plan and I created these flyers so everybody could get discounts. I was in the drive through passing out marketing flyers saying, come and buy your cell phones from me. Get 25 percent off your bill. I was really thinking outside of the box, like how can I get more clients? And before you knew it, I was in Little Bitty Delta in Alabama and I had made $50,000 a year. And my base salary was $12 an hour. I was like, there is no way that I made that type of money. <laughs> Selling cell phones. <laughs> so when I saw my W-2, I said, okay, if I could do this selling cell phones, I wonder what I could do selling something that people actually need, something that can actually help them in their families long term. So I reached out to the agency recruiter, went through the entire process. Um, I decided that, okay, well, while I'm going through this process, let me just make sure that it's exactly what I want to do. And I went ahead and invested in myself. And I said, I'll just get the property and casualty license first. Let me at least get a feel for the industry, the lingo, see if it's even interesting to me. Because on the surface, I honestly didn't think I was going to be interested. So I took the property and casualty exam and I was awaiting my results. During this time, I interviewed other agents because they really wanted me to get a real day in the life feel from all of the agents who were actually new and also the um, experienced agents as well. You know, your vets who've been doing this for 10, 20, some of them even 40 years. And I was able to get a lot of advice before even embarking on this new adventure as an insurance agent. As I was reaching out to these agents, a lot of them told me very similar stories. They said, Alexis, you will not be able to pay yourself for the first two to three years. You have to pay your overhead, which includes your three to four employees, plus you have to pay to get them all licensed. And then you have to actually pay for your location and all of your utilities as well. I thought to myself, there is no way that I'm going to be able to not pay myself while building this business. Most of the insurance agents in the industry were married. So when they did the interviews, your interview included your spouse. Well, I didn't, I didn't have that luxury. So I thought to myself, okay, you really need to dig a little bit deeper just to make sure that this is the right fit for you. So I reached out to a very veteran agent who just so happened to look like me. 
And I'll never forget when I went and met with her. I did all of this hard work to make sure that I had done my research. I knew about the awards she had received throughout her career. I knew about what steps she had taken to build her agency. I had just really done my research and I really wanted to impress her. I remember when we were in the meeting, she said to me, Alexis, it's going to be very hard for you to pass your insurance test. It took my girls five times before they passed the property and casualty, and they still haven't passed the life and health. It's taken them now. They felt it two to three times now. And I said to myself, okay, you know, I understand what you're saying. Um, but I actually already passed the property and casualty test on the first time around. She looked at me and she said, you did. (laughs) I said, yes, ma'am. I passed it already on the first try. She then said to me, well, this is what I think you should do. I don't think that we should be having an agency in the same area. So this is my recommendation. You should just come and work for me for the next five years. And when I retire in five years, I'll give you my book of business and you can just take over my business. And she said, well, you think about it and you let me know what you think. And I sat with that for a couple of days. And I came back to her and I said, hey, I just want to let you know, I actually just took my life and health test on Monday and I passed it the same day. So I think I'm a little bit different than your girls who are in your office. So I think it's probably not a good fit for me to take over your business in five years. I think I'll just stick with my plan. I'm going to go ahead and start my own agency now. And she said to me, well, good luck with that. Now, I could have let that discourage me, but instead I used it to fuel me. And I just added her to the list of naysayers of all the people that I was going to prove wrong once I really became successful in the insurance industry. And I remember when I went to go give my resignation at the cell phone store, the district manager turned to me and he said, Alexis, I'm really proud of you for really sticking to it and really taking this insurance thing seriously. He said, you can keep your resignation because we're actually closing the store in 30 days. So how about you just take this nice severance check that should carry you over for the next four months and you can just use that and get paid twice while you're starting your business. (laughs) I remember saying to myself, this cannot be happening. I was like, this is coming way too easy. And next thing you know, The week before I was supposed to really start to run out of money, I ended up getting a job at an insurance agency. The insurance agent, he hired me on the spot, ended up being the biggest blessing I have ever experienced in my whole career. Working for Landardi taught me so much about being a servant leader. He was such a great, great agent, and he was so honest with me about everything. So he made a great mentor. I always say he was my first mentor (laughs) in the industry. 
And he was really big in real estate and was brand new to the um, insurance industry. He told me, he said, Alexis, if I could do it all over again, I would have started with a different insurance company. And he not only told me about the insurance company, but he made an introduction on my behalf and gave the most amazing reference. The reference was so good. So when I went to go and do the interview on the first interview, the guy offered me the job on the spot. And I remember saying to the gentleman, I said, I really want to take this job, but I honestly want to go to Atlanta. I want to go back to Atlanta. And he said, well, we have some other agencies in Atlanta and maybe I can make a phone call and see what we can do. I said, okay. I said, you know, I really want to join this company, but I got to get back to Atlanta. I really feel like now is the time for me to go back. He made a phone call and I was in an interview the next week driving up to Atlanta and I met my agency manager, Mr. Tim Richardson. (laughs) When I met Tim on that interview, I remember him saying to me, Alexis, you don't know as many people as all the other agents. He said, all the agents here They know at least 2,500 people a piece. And you only have a natural market of 25 people. I know I said to him in the interview, I said, Tim, if you give me a chance, I promise you that those 25 people will turn into 2,500 people because they're all going to give me referrals. I'm going to build a business. And I don't care that my natural market is too small. I just want you to trust me. I really think that I could do this. And he said, okay, well, if you think so, I'm going to give you the job. And I started my first insurance agency with Country Financial in Alpharetta, Georgia. Oh my gosh, it was probably the most amazing experience because when I tell you everything just came easy, That is how I knew that I was operating in his will and I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. You know, that I was walking in my calling at that point. I found who I was career wise. I already knew who I was personally. And when I got to Atlanta, I had made a five year and a 10 year plan. And within my five year plan, I said, I want um, personally, I want to be able to buy a house within the next two years. And within a year, I want to be able to buy my buy myself a brand new car. Um, I said, I have to be doing pretty good in business in order to do those two things. So within less than two years, I had organically grown my book of business from 25 clients in my natural market to 1,165 clients. And that was off of pure networking in a place where no one knew me. I was just meeting people at the grocery store, the gas station, at church. Um, I was going, every time they had an event, I would go to the event. If the company um, was hosting an event and they were sponsoring it and they wanted agents to come and they could generate leads that way, I would show up at the events. And sometimes I would be the only agent there, really taking, 
you know, advantage of that opportunity. You know, it was free marketing dollars that I didn't have to give that the company was already giving. And they were asking insurance agents if they wanted to come and just work the booth and get leads. And people just would not show up. But you know who was there? I was there at every event. And before you knew it, I had grew a major agency. And then I had became the face of the company in the Atlanta market. Before you knew it, I was actually the marketing liaison to my good friend, uh, Mike Fisher, and the entire marketing team at Country Financial. We really raised the bar because this was pre-commercial, <laughs> pre-commercial days um, in the insurance industry. We had just changed the name from Cotton State. So there was a change in branding. So it wasn't a brand that everyone recognized. And you know who our biggest competition was in the insurance industry. And it was really my job to really help to set us apart and to also set my agency apart within the brand as a whole as well and to make a name for my agency, the company, and my individual brand. All of the networking events, the coffees, the lunches, the breakfast meetings, all of that stuff really started to pay off because I was making sure that when I went to these events that I wasn't just a business card collector, that I was purposely building relationships and really reaching out to these people, not to see what they can do for me, but to truly ask them, what can I do for you? How can I help you? That is really what I lived by when I was building my business. I was like, you know, I'm not going to keep asking for handouts, reaching out to people saying, hey, will you give me your business? I actually didn't do any of that. (laughs) I made it all about them. And because of that, They sent me way more business than I would have gotten had I just went straight in for the kill, just asking them to give me business right away. Instead of figuring out what type of long-term relationship can we build that could be beneficial for the both of us in the long term. And because of this, I walked myself right into my very first award. Um, After about a year and a half being in business, I was named one of the top 25 most influential women of Atlanta by Rolling Out Magazine. And I just remember how I felt that day. I invited my granny and my grandma and my mom and my little boy and my mentor and like a friend or two. And We really were at that event and we had a table. The company was so supportive. I just remember just how I felt in that moment. It was like everything that I worked for, it was for this moment right here. Like, this is why you're a big picture thinker. This is why you don't take no as your end all. This is why you continue to push forward. This is what your fire led you to. It led you to this very moment right here where you're only a year and a half into your business and you get such a great recognition like this. But it didn't stop there. I ended up getting recognized multiple times internally by the company, especially because I had really grown my business off of networking. And after a while, I transitioned into building a car dealership program 
that the company ended up implementing company wide. I was doing trainings on how to build an insurance agency using car dealerships. I had a total of 11 car dealerships who all gave me business on a daily basis. I was doing car insurance on the side of the road, taking breaks at the skating rink, walking out of networking events, writing policies. The average agent was doing about 10 policies a month. And they actually probably had someone on staff. I was a sole agency owner and I actually was doing about 30 policies a month. I was doing this all by myself. And I waited about a year and a half, maybe two years in, before I actually hired someone on my staff to help me and to really just assist me with managing my clients once I brought people on board. I ended up getting that relationship through networking. Just someone in my natural market, he made a phone call to a couple of people at different car dealerships. And basically, uh, he made a lot of recommendations and said, hey, I think that you should really let Alexis help you. If you have clients who can't leave the dealership because they don't have insurance, Unlike the other agents, Alexis will answer the phone at whatever time you call her. I gave everybody my personal cell phone number. They could call me after office hours, and I was still closing business left and right until sometimes until 9, 10 o'clock at night. If the car dealership was open, I was still open. But during that time, I was actually still making sure that I had some type of a work-life balance with my son and still being a single mom. And I did have a really great support system uh, because my sister moved up to Atlanta with me while I was building my business. And then later on, my parents came as well. So I was able to have some type of a work-life balance um, while building out my brand and my business overall. I So after being a captive insurance agent for three years, I decided that I wanted to go independent. And when I became an independent agent, I started Alexis Hold Insurance Group, and I specifically chose 26 single moms to teach the business to. I shared all of my knowledge with them, taught them everything I knew and everything that I wish I would have known about the industry so that they could build quality, profitable, and scalable and successful agencies. And also, I really wanted them to really stay in the industry. So I knew that with great training, if I provided that, then that would incentivize them to really want to stick with it and continue to build that legacy for their children, because that was the number one reason why I got into the business, because I wanted to build a legacy that I could pass on for generations to come. I was so excited about the impact that I had made. I had actually been in the business for about six years. And my book of business had grown from 1,165 clients to 3,008 clients. And my book of business at the time was worth $3.1 million in premium. That is a large book of business. And most people in the insurance industry never see that until they've at least hit 10 years or more. And I had done it in a five to six year time frame. 
After seven years as an insurance agent, I decided that I was ready to sell my book of business and transition into a consulting role. It was always my goal to only have my agency for five years. And the whole point of the five years was because I do a five-year and a 10-year plan. At the end of the five years, I had already hit my personal goals. I had purchased my first brand new construction home, had purchased two cars instead of the one car that I originally had planned for. And my business had been extremely successful and it surpassed the marketing strategies and the projections that I set up in my business plan for my agency. The growth was just over the top and it was off the charts. It was not what I expected at all. So I decided why not capitalize off of that right now? (laughs) And like a true millennial, I sold my agency and transitioned into consulting. This is where I found my new love for the business development side of the insurance industry. And I also even tapped into some new industries and doing business development because I was just great at relationship building. So I wanted to know, like, how do I get paid to know people? Well, you get paid to know people by doing business development. (laughs) Business development, you actually have to have a network or you have to at least not be afraid of building a network if you don't have one in a particular industry. Tapping into the business development industry really opened new doors for my career. This is where your network really determines your net worth. You honestly get paid to know people. And I was able to help all companies who were pre-IPO diversify their portfolio of investors just off of people that I knew in my network who would be willing to invest. And also in the film industry, I was connecting filmmakers with investors who were really, really wanting to jump into the Georgia film industry. And then in the alcoholic beverage industry, there were new alcoholic beverage brands that were coming out to the market and they really needed to get themselves known in the industry. So what better to do than to sponsor an event? Every birthday party I've had has had a liquor sponsor of some sort. And every event that I have connected them with, I've been compensated for that. So I've even helped them get distribution so that they can be in your favorite neighborhood liquor store. And when it comes to the tech industry, there are a lot of new technology companies who are really wanting to make products specific to the insurance industry. What better way to get a real feel for the market And what the market is looking for than having your own insurance subject matter expert. And since I've been in the insurance industry now for 10 years, I qualify to do that. (laughs) So I've had such a great time just learning new stuff. Like I've been learning something new, like at least every six months. I'm always trying new things. And then no matter what job I take or contract I decide to take, I always have my own brand on the side. So I am now an entrepreneur who started as an entrepreneur. Look at it like this. Every skill that you've learned throughout your career, all the way to the beginning, has prepared you 
for what you are trying to do in your own business. So just remember that when you're trying to figure out exactly what it is that you want to do or where it is that you want to go next within your own business and your own brand. You can do this. I came from absolutely nothing to building a $3.1 million insurance agency, all in less than six years. With absolutely no degree whatsoever, I am going back to get my bachelor's right now at the University of Alabama because I want to and because I can afford to now pay for my own college degree without collecting debt. So listen, honey bun, write your five and your 10 year plan and break it down by the year so that you can go back and do your checkpoints on an annual basis to make sure that you're on pace to hit your goals and just get it done. If you want to start the business, do it today. You can do it while you're still working. You don't have to leave your job to start your business. That's why we call you an entrepreneur. If you're already doing your business 100% and that's the only way that you're earning income and you're ready to expand now, do it, honey. Expand that brand. This is the time to do it. Not tomorrow, not next year. Do it right now. Okay? You got it, girl. I really hope that my story has encouraged you to push past the naysayers and the doubts that you may be having where you're second guessing if this is the right time to do it or not, or if this is even what you're supposed to be doing. If you were ever looking for a confirmation, here it is, honey. Just do it. Okay? (laughs) You got it. Just go for it. And just know that the My Boss Circle community is here for you. Come join us on Facebook where we are encouraging and we are supporting our sisters in entrepreneurship. And of course, guys, we are not leaving you out. Make sure that you tune in every Wednesday to the My Boss Circle podcast. All of this insight is unisex, okay? (laughs) We are giving unisex entrepreneurship insight right here every Wednesday on My Boss Circle. Join us for next week's episode where you'll get to meet one of my boss friends and head over for our Q&A on My Boss Circle TV at mybosscircle.com, our Facebook group, and on our YouTube channel.